from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Yes, indeed. Hello, everyone, and I hope you had a great weekend. Before I go any further, I just wanted to remind you, um, I may be doing this for several episodes, that I am no longer going to be available on your favorite platforms. So you will have to tune in on my website, which obviously, apparently you are. So having gotten that out of the way, this is episode number 213, Your Money. Success has two distinct states. You need both of them. Now, what I'm going to talk about here is, as I said, your money. And your money should be a pretty uh, important subject to you. At least I would think it would be for most folks. And so, based on that, what I wanted to start with, since this is a serious subject, is a metaphorical story that will hopefully illustrate what I am about to say. Um, here's the way that this works. You can have two very, very different people. I'm going to have two guys here. Um, I'll call them Joe and Bob. And in many, many ways, I mean, they're only, let's say, similarity is, let's say they're basically the same age. They're both around, I don't know, 40 years old. And um, they're very, very different people. With one exception, and that exception would be that they absolutely are obsessed and love donuts. Now, uh, I do not mean to start this off sounding fatuous, but just please stick with me um, because I'm trying to trying to create a uh, what I feel is a fairly decent metaphor to explain something. So I continue forth. So both these guys <clears throat> who don't know each other whatsoever absolutely love donuts. They go out of their way to find what they feel are the best donuts and the best donut experience. But they have, you know, they have different experiences in doing this. And yet there is another comment 
commonality. Neither one of them really feels satisfied that they've found the ultimate donut place with the ultimate donuts. They, they found some good donuts, but not the ultimate. And somehow or another, be it friends, family, word of mouth, however this happens, hell, they could have, they could have bumped into each other on the street or what have you, but, um, they bump into each other and they are talking and somehow they get to know each other and they uh, find out that they share this interest. And well, both of them recognize that they ultimately have the same desire. Now, the difference between them is that, let's say the, uh, the second fellow, he is extremely wealthy i mean this guy can sit down and have a million dollar breakfast and not even give it a second thought it's it's just not even a consideration yeah we're talking like a jeff brazos level of wealth here matter of fact i wouldn't be surprised if that's what uh jeffy does anyway um the first guy, he's, well, he's pretty, uh, let's just say by certainly by any kind of comparison to this, he's, he's broke. He's broke. And these things actually do happen because if you, if you listen, for instance, to the winners, everyone who is a winter which is a winner is just, well, it's, it's chance, it's percentage. There are winners and there are losers. For instance, if, uh, you know, you see the promos for places like Las Vegas or Atlantic City in America and, and you see the promos on TV and just, you know, people overjoyed and they've, they've hit a jackpot. Of course, they don't talk about the millions of losers that were required to make that one winner. And that's that's the whole part of the of the deception. And again, it's it's odds, it's percentages. That's all. But what's not a percentage is when you're talking about knowledge. Because you either actually do know something or you don't. And hence, that's where the old phrase often comes, that money is power. No, I'm sorry, that knowledge is power. And depending on uh, the circumstances that you find yourself in, well, that can be quite a bit of power. So in this case, after these guys talk and get to know one another, um, you know, they quickly surmise that, the one guy has all the money in the world, um, but he's unhappy because, well, he's not happy about the whole donut deal. And the other guy, he just wants the donuts. And the difference is he actually knows the donut shop that has the finest donuts in the world. He knows where it is. In other words, he has that knowledge. But he doesn't go because, simply put, 
he can't afford them. He can't afford donuts because, you see, these are the finest donuts in the world. And, um, well, they're, they're pretty expensive. And in addition to that, <clears throat> bear in mind, once a person knows where this donut shop is, well, they have that knowledge for life. And they could even share that knowledge. And that in and of itself is, well, that's incredibly valuable. So there's a lot of value there if you're the person that wants the finest donuts. So this is a simple exchange. So the rich guy <coughs> tells the other guy, he says, well, look, I've, I've got absolutely tons of money. Why don't I give you money and I'll give you some money. And if that money makes you happy, then you can take us to the donut shop. And I'll even buy you a dozen donuts on top of that. On top of the money, I'll buy you. Just take me to this place and, and that's it. And so the other guy says, really? Okay, well, I want the money up front, of course. And the other guy says, well, okay. And um, that's what happens. That's what transpires. Um, the, uh, the rich guy gives the not rich guy a whole heap of money. And they go to the donut store. And... The rich guy is thrilled beyond his wildest dreams. He's never in his entire life had donuts like this. And an important thing to note, that what each of them also notice when they're in, again, this is in the world's absolute greatest. I'm stipulating this, okay? This is in the world's absolute greatest donut shop. They notice that um, they both get very different donuts. Each one of them gets a, do a dozen donuts, but they're very different. They maybe maybe they get you know one or two of the same donuts, but the rest of them they're all different. Anyway. That is complete. The very wealthy person um, is very, very happy. And now the uh, other fellow who always wanted these donuts, well, now um, with the money that he was given from the uh, rich fellow, he can, uh, amongst other things in his life, he can get any and all donuts for the rest of his life. Um, yeah, so it's a win-win situation. Now, <clears throat> at the risk, I did that, perhaps admittedly very fatuous uh, metaphoric um, example, that I was trying to illustrate a bigger point. You see, <clears throat> the one had what the other one didn't, but between the two of them, they were able to achieve their own personal happiness because 
as I pointed out in the story, even though they got to this place, they went in actually very, very different directions with their desires in order to fulfill their personal happiness. That is it. So, in other words, subjectively speaking, there was no, when the two of them got there, one wasn't constantly criticizing the other one for their choices of the donuts as they were picking out the donuts that they wanted. Because, for one thing, they were too busy picking out the donuts that they, as individuals, wanted. So, you know, objectively speaking, anything that they wanted, even though it was very different, it didn't have to be justified. It didn't need in any way to be justified. In that particular case of that story, I'm saying it was find that they were, you know, their truths were subjective to what they wanted in their lives. And that was it. There was not a right or wrong donut. That is my point. And that is what I'm going to talk about here, which concerns the money. Because in my life, I have been very fortunate to know some of it by chance and circumstance, some of it because, well, I made it a point in my life to make sure that I got to meet certain people. So it's, it's basically kind of a 50-50 you know, arrangement. You know, a good, I'd say a good half of it was just circumstances and luck. That is the truth. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to talk about, oh, I was destined to know this person or no, that's, that's all bullshit. I was lucky. <laughs> okay. That, that's it. And that's what, you know, a lot of it does boil down to. However, having said that, I would like to point out that you can have the luckiest person in the world, but if they do not possess enough introspection to look at something and realize, hey, I was just extremely lucky. You know, in a situation, maybe they survived a, a certain auto accident by making a bad choice. Such as, you know, a person, if you've ever talked to a person who actually survived, um, you know, fairly, un fairly unharmed from an automobile accident. And I'm not talking about a drunk driver who's driving the car. I'm that's one not entirely different issue. <clears throat> I'm talking about the person who was dumb enough to get in the car. And they look back on that, and you could look at a car that's just utterly, you know, demolished or, hell, perhaps even ripped in half. And they virtually walked away from that. At moments like that, yes, for many people, they, they, uh, 
you know, they may uh, subscribe to divine intervention. Uh, I can certainly understand why. But there's a difference between someone who really thinks about this, has some introspection and says, wow, I, I was just so blessed that I was so incredibly lucky, but I'm never, ever knowingly going to get in a car with someone who's been, you know, uh, really drinking and is obviously intoxicated versus another person who does that on multiple occasions and eventually their luck runs out and, you know, they end up either getting seriously injured or killed. And that's, again, what I'm talking about as far as it's money and this whole success thing is that I've, as I said, I've known people with a great deal of money, which is labeled success, and they were very unhappy. And that's because there are two very distinct faces. Because I have conversely known people that um, are just eking out, you know, a... Uh, you know, paycheck to paycheck existence, yet internally with themselves, they're happy and they're cool. Whereas a person with a great deal of money couldn't fathom this for even a second. They couldn't, they, they, they just couldn't, couldn't wrap their head around that. And they, you know, they uh, considered such a person to be a, a fool, to be blind to the realities of life. And my argument is actually, <clears throat> it's a bit of both. And the thing is, what you need to become, what you need to be, is actually both. You have to have the means and the understanding and either have the internal enlightenment or be externally enlightened uh, in order to accomplish that. So, yeah, many people, um, I've even known a few people, about three in my life, who um, came into suddenly and unexpectedly, they came into a tremendous amount of money. And one of them actually hit the lottery. And with the other two people, it was an inheritance, a, a family inheritance deal. And in the case of those three people in relatively short order. Um, I'm talking like three years. Um, they were back to square one. They were broke. And one of them that I knew was dead from taking their own lives. Now, for me, um, this was, you know, it was pretty painful because uh, 
in all three cases, um, I knew them pretty well. And um, I, I tried to the best of my ability to help them. And that adds to the next part of this conversation, which is, regardless of anything, there are some people that you simply cannot reach and you simply cannot help. And I know that's harsh, but that's life. Life is harsh. When it comes right down to it, life is harsh. And so, your best defense against this is exactly, if you're listening to what I'm saying, it's knowing this. What I just said to you is knowing that and accepting it. There are going to be things beyond your control, good and bad. If you accept that, then, again, it's no guarantee it's going to be perfect, but this is all about odds. That's it. It's just, for instance, when you walk into a casino. Now, if you know anything about casinos and anything about gambling, you know that there is, well, obviously, a house advantage. There is always a house advantage. That's how they make their money. And, well, of course, they make their money in many other ways. But as far as the gambling tables, that's it. Some games, um, the odds are stacked far greater against you than others. And all the, the professionals and insiders, they know which is which and which is what. They know that. But the point is, is that the game is stacked against you. And if you know that, and if you accept that, and you say, okay, all right, so bearing that in mind, what is it I can do to maximize my chances? And that is what I am talking about here, folks. That's what all of this is about, is understanding that point. It's those who have certain amounts of very, very important and valuable information and recognizing that and recognizing what it's worth. So that's why I used the previous example. Here's the, uh, the one guy who was, I say, relatively poor, and he knew, he knew where the finest, the world's best donut shop was. He just couldn't go in and buy any donuts because he couldn't afford them. So just because, for instance, somebody can have this information, it doesn't mean that they're wrong. It simply means that they do not have the necessary means to make those things happen for themselves. And that can be, as I touched on earlier, that a person can have a series of terrible, 
cataclysmic events even completely beyond their control. And they lose it all. They lose everything. It, this is not typical of those with a great deal of money for various reasons, but I'm saying for other people, it, uh, it does happen. You, they can be, there can be family swindlers that steal all their money. There's a whole host of ways that this can happen. So it doesn't mean, for instance, that the first person that I was talking about, who was compared to the second person, is necessarily stupid. He just was very unlucky, perhaps, at a certain point in his life. And unlike the other guy who's very wealthy, um, he lost it all. But it didn't take away from the fact that he still had the information that the very wealthy person needed and wanted. Now, the question is, and it doesn't matter if I walk into this donut shop that I mentioned, or you do, is that we both want to get what we as individuals want. The question is, which one of the people out there will recognize this entire metaphor as I'm explaining it, the truth of it, and be willing to even consider the notion of a trade, of something which is, okay, I have this, and you want that, and the reverse is true. It's a simple trade. The only thing that stands in the reason, uh, I'm saying, that stands in the way of this, is people who simply do not understand value-for-value relationships. Unfortunately, many people of this current generation are so, um, so narcissistic that they want everything and they want to take everything, but they, they don't understand the concept that we were supposed to learn as children, at least I did, um, and I didn't grow up as a narcissist, um, of give and take. So, <clears throat> with many of these folks, there's only take, there's no give. So, what you end up with, I'm just saying, for instance, many of these people, or... I don't know, perhaps yourself, if you're listening to this, um, are people that, you know, as far as by definition, a success financially, they have it all. They have enough wealth for, you know, 10 lifetimes, 100, maybe a 1,000 lifetimes, depending on who they are. But they're still miserable. They are vacuous inside. They feel as though they don't have any real friends. And sadly, 
oftentimes the case is, that exactly is the case. So you see, when I started talking about all of this as far as your money, the very first thing that comes to mind is people are thinking in terms of the nuts and bolts of a given system. This IRA, this stock portfolio, or any of these other, any of these other, uh, you know, standardized practices of, uh, you know, either securing or maintaining wealth, and not addressing what I'm talking about at all, because in that in that sense, yes. There's a hell of a lot of things, most things that money can buy. But it really, in the end, it really is true. The adage is 100% true that it cannot buy you happiness. It cannot buy you happiness. It cannot buy you true friendship. And ultimately, it can't buy you love not only being loved, but giving love. Because giving things is not the same as giving love. I think most folks, again, except a potential narcissist or sociopath, they intuitively understand this. And I have faith that you folks listening, that you, uh, I think you understand where I'm coming from. And um, so that's what this is all about. And if you want to know more and follow up on this subject, you know how to reach me. So what did you think of this episode? You can go on over to theearnestmanshow.com, find this particular episode number, and leave a comment for me and the rest of the world just below the player in the comments section. And additionally, unlike platforms such as this, I do not treat you or want to treat you as a child. I don't want to tell you what language you can use. I don't want to prescribe what are good words or what are mm, those bad words. I want you to have the freedom to express yourself exactly the way you wish. Until next time, this is Ernest Mann reminding you that there are no bad words, only bad actions. <laughs>